welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast Newcastle Knights preseason preview for 2024. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord, a stats guru and fantasy nugget. How are you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Going good, mate. Going good. Uh, mate, I'm pretty excited for this one. Uh, lots, lots to look forward to for Knights fans. Certainly is. And after a pretty good year, they've actually, the side I think has gotten a little bit better. So um, hopefully things are looking up, up in Newcastle. Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, our Knights fans, uh, Sam and uh, Flizzy. Excellent. Plus anyone else who listens to happens to like the Knights. Uh, <laughs> all two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make him angry now. All right. So let's get started here. Let's look at the projected team for the Newcastle Knights before we get started. So obviously fullback Kalen Ponga on the wing. I have Greg Marzu and I've got Tom Jenkins on the wing. Centers Dan Gagai and Bramon Best. Uh, in the halves, I've got Jackson Hastings and I've gone for Jack Cogger as the 5'8 here. Um, I've, in the prop position, Jacob Saifidi and Leo Thompson. Uh, Jaden Braley at hooker, returning from his ACL. It, on the edges, we've got Tyson Frizzell and Dylan Lucas. Adam Elliott at 13. And on the bench, we have Daniel Saifidi, uh, Phoenix Crosland, Jack Hetherington, and at the moment, I've got Matt Croker. Though he obviously could be uh, Kai Paul Pierce if he ever returns from that toe injury. Uh, so talk to me about those gains. So let, let, let's start with uh, Kai Pierce Paul. Mate, he's in from the Wigan Warriors uh, and Will Price as well from the Super League from the Huddersfield Giants. Uh, they're both they are signed in 2022 towards the end there. So they played the extra season, got an extra year under their belt, and they're in the uh, NRL now, the big leagues. Uh, another big signing here, mate, Jack Cogger, as you mentioned, from the Panthers, uh, premiership hero. Um, screw Jerome Luai and uh, Jack Cogger. What a legend. That's it. Uh, Jed Cartwright's in from the Bunnies, and Tom Jenkins as well has come over from the Panthers. Um, so nice signings there. Some pretty um, interesting losses here. So Dominic Young, uh, high profile off to the Roosters. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's been put out to pasture, thank God. Uh, absolute f- uh, uh, favorite here on the pod. Uh, he's got headed off to the Warrington Wolves. Simi Sasangi's off to the Raiders. Lucky Miller, unlucky uh, last season. He had high hopes, was a high... Fantasy ownership, but he's off to Leeds Rhinos. I'm not sure we've ever seen him back in the NRL necessarily. Farmani Brown as well as off to the uh, Super League with Hull FC. Oren Keeley, no idea who that is, mate. Uh, Kurt Mann, high-profile move to the Bulldogs and one of their million utilities had. Dan Akafalau, unsigned with Hummel Hunt. And Jack Johns as well hasn't been re-signed. So, um, unfortunately, Jack Johns uh, hasn't yet been picked up by Kiss FM. Now, uh, keep... Tune, stay tuned for that one, and uh, but don't hold your breath. No, that's it, mate. If you, I, I'm not sure that there's an amount of money that could force me to work with Cole and Jackie O, especially early in the morning, <laughs> like, mate. If dealing with Cole's bullshit at like 5 a.m., right? I'm surprised that there's not like suicide nets outside the building. I swear to God, that guy is like. All I'm saying is that if there was a Thanos snap, I would be happy if just he went. <laughs> Mate, 100% with you. I don't know how they're still around, eh? Oh, like, mate, who listens the, to radio now? <laughs> well, it's the people who do. That, that it, clown. Just, it just absolutely 
I don't know what you're listening to for, you know, Kyle and Jackie are in the morning for, but it's... Mate, we're going to put out more pods for people if they're listening to that rubbish. All I can say is that that um, lead paint, right, and asbestos <laughs> and all the other stuff, like the chemicals and water, have a lot to answer for because that's the only reason I can see why it's popular. Anyway, moving on. We're here to talk about the Newcastle Knights. Uh, so, look, speak. let's get into the injury. So, the guy, Pierce Paul, uh, had came with what looks to be like a turf toe injury. Uh, oh, when he nasty. joined. So, look, they're hoping that he doesn't need surgery and should be fit for preseason trials. So, I keep a good eye on him. He looks like a top-tier talent. Christian Mapalangi, he uh, injured his shoulder last season, got a reconstruction, so he will be back during preseason training. And Finks Crosland had that knee injury and should be back around round one. So, looking, there's no other injuries there. So, have it talk us through the strength of schedule, Nick. Mate, the first by round 12, um, and then... This is juicy. Only one buy over the origin period, round 16, which is the major buy, and then their final buy, round 21. In terms of teams they have twice due, mm-hmm. the Bulldogs, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Raiders, Storm, Tigers, Titans, and the Warriors. Mate, you're going to love this. They have the easiest overall schedule and by a decent margin. So they have the easiest rounds 1 to 12. Over the origin period, rounds 13 to 20, they have the seventh easiest, so somewhat middling. Uh, and on the run home, rounds 21 to 27, they're the sixth easiest. So they are easiest, 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 which is just fantastic. Now, mm. I cannot believe this schedule because in terms of teams that have twice, I mentioned easier teams, Dogs, Dolphins, Raiders, Tigers, and Titans twice. I mean, they're just missing the Dragons in terms of other trash teams. Um, and they only miss one game across the origin period, as I mentioned, which is gold. So it all sort of stacks up at this stage. They have a decent stretch across Origin because they've got the Eels at home, which is a minor buy round, and the Raiders away round 18. And then the Sea Eagles uh, round 19, which is a major buy round. So they'll be without some of their guns, you know, Turbo, Jerbo, and Chesa. And then the Broncos home round 20 minor. So I'm also suspecting they might rest some of their guns for that round 21. So it's quite a friendly draw over the buy, over the Origin periods, I should say, sorry. And that's all before they go into their final buy of the season. So they should be gunning hard knowing that they got their buy there. Now, they finish the season with the Tigers round 23, the Sharks round 24, the Rabbitohs round 25, but then they, they it gets a bit easy for the Titans round 26 and the Dolphins round 27. Of note is that those two games against those Queensland teams are at home. So that's a really important point for them because they definitely play better at home and those teams don't travel all that well, um, which I think is a fairly cruisy run home. So this really is a dream picking for, for three reasons, mate. You can take round one keepers and genuinely hold them all year long because they only miss that one game over the buy period and that's a major buy round. So even if they're going to play Origin, they're only going to miss two more. So I think it's a really uh, positive one. The other thing is is that slow burn cashies, you get a really good run for rounds one to 11 before they're round 12 buy. That means you don't have to move those guys on. And the last thing is, is you can pick up their final team guns after the final buy round 21 because they have a nice run home. So I think uh, this is an absolute dream schedule and you really um, consider having, I think you can really consider having multiple nights in your team so long as you can cover that round 16 major buy rounds, Stu. Yeah, oh, definitely. So, and the fact that you've only got to cover one round makes it really interesting for me. So look, let's let you know the first night that I've got in my squad uh, this year, uh, Kalen Ponga. So top price wing fullback, 757K, 55 break even. So obviously that great buy schedule we talked about above compared to like some of the other top guns like Latrell and Co. Uh, 
kind of equaled by a guy like Tedesco, but um, Ponga has some advantages. So essentially, if Ponga is goal kicking, he averaged 62 at fullback last year at goal kicking without a ridiculous try scoring rate or any blight scores, even against the bad team. So he's not like, uh, it's not all shifted because he scored 151 game. Uh, yep. I, and even in the game, he kicked 11 goals against the Bulldogs in round 18 for that 66 nil thrashing that they uh, inflicted upon them last year. Yeah. So this average puts him as the potential number one option this year, especially if Reese Walsh keeps that origin fullback position. So, which makes him really interesting because essentially uh, you get him rounds one to 11, uh, rounds 13 to 15, and then 17 to 20, and then 22 onwards. So really just missing three rounds. Now, it does become a little bit more concerning if you do think it's going to get origin because he'll be risking rounds 12, 13, possibly get a rest 14, like it's and so on, so on, right? 19, possibly rest 20. So there is the risk that he comes off the bench in origin. I mean, Walsh had a fantastic origin series and obviously the run to the grand final as well. So he's definitely the incumbent and uh, Ponga will have to um, – pretty much back up his uh, back end of your form to unseat him and Walsh may have to cop an injury even, you know, for Ponga to really take that spot. Um, you know, Billy Slater won't want to just take Walsh out. Um, well, I'm not sure he could take that uh, dent, dent to his confidence, don't you think? Uh, for sure. And, and the hard part is, is that um, because they carry Ben Hunt on that bench, so if you add in a guy like Ponga somewhere Great point. and two Great point. forwards there, yep. and yes, yep. you can play Hunt in the middle, but there's like desperate knots. Uh, not for any other particular reason there. Uh, having a look at the rest of uh, the options here, basically I'm keen on Ponga. Uh, he is in most of my draft sides that are put together, like uh, you know prototype sides I put together thus far. Yep. Um, let's have a look at the oh, next. Just, just, just quickly, just quickly, is uh Ponga a captaincy option? Do you think uh, heading into this year? Look, I think you'd probably need to wait a little bit. I still think that Cleary and Hines are still that tier above. Uh, yep. So, but if you see an easy game where you think he's going to rack up a score, you can certainly, uh, as a pod captaincy option, you can certainly give it to him. The danger, of course, is always is that uh, Hines and Cleary can always run up the same sort of score that Ponga can, and they have those base kicking stats uh, to add to it. So, it's a bit hard. Yeah. Uh, I, I just know you sort of want, you know, a, at least a couple of captaincy options each week, whether that's, you know, uh, Haas and Cleary or if you're going to, you know, go uh, ham in your halves with both Hines and Cleary. So do you think Ponga might be a good vice-captaincy option um, as your second choice if oh, look, you do take like a Hines or a Cleary? Yes. Or do look, you think you probably a need a third, a third gun, do you think? Oh, look, you probably want three guns anyway because someone will get a buy at some point, but I certainly think that Ponga is certainly a great vice-captaincy period. Uh, who have they got rounds? I don't know if you can look it up. Who have they got rounds six for Cleary's by? So the Knights have the Roosters at home. Yeah, okay, so it's not the best overall. And round five it's not the Nikos, best, no. round five? Um, they have the Dragons at home. So that, okay. that's a solid one. Okay, so look, he's a great pairing for Nico Heinz there. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, from a captaincy coverage point of view, for sure. That's it. Yeah, I, I reckon he'll put on a pretty good score that week. Um, all right, so anyway, Ponga, I've got a big buy rating on him if he kicks. If he's not kicking... He's probably priced around where he starts there, and there are some value options like uh, Pappenhaus and Jaden Campbell, which we'll talk about in other podcasts. So that's where I probably come off Ponga a little bit. All right, let's talk about the next guy, Tom Jenkins. So we, we just really quickly, 
Uh, he showed his talent last year, some good performance against the Dolphins, the Eels, but unfortunately, it's where we'd want to be selling him, not where we'd want to be buying him. So he's got good talent, but I'd still take Tyrone Monroe at the uh, Rabbitohs for 76k less if you want a cheap wing fullback. Okay. Uh, uh, Christian Mapalangi to 50k, 18 break even. So he's the other guy contending for this wing spot against Tom Jenkins. He's only played two NRL games thus far, copped an injury, but he's only 21. So, but he's a, essentially a straight walk up. If he does get the spot, you can chuck him in your emergency and just let him generate some cash for you. I probably wouldn't start him, however. Uh, Nick, you've got some guys to talk about. Uh, let's talk about Jaden Braley. Mate, Jaden Braley, uh, 577, uh, 575k with a 41 break even. So he averaged 54 in three full games in 2023 and 50.3 in seven games in 2022. Now, 56.9 in 21 games in 2021. So over a three-year period, he's sort of in that mid-50s range. Um, uh, you know, the last couple of seasons just been shortened due to health reasons uh, with the ACL and the Achilles issues. It really is a question of will he be available Um but assume, assuming he's running into the season quite healthy, it makes him a fairly uh, nice round one option uh, as sort of a cut price keeper, knowing that there really is 10 to 12 points of value um, based upon his previous years. Now, um, if you're very keen to get starting quality hook, hooker at discount, this is sort of your guy. If you want to go cheaper, there are some options that we're going to talk about in future pods. You know, your Joey Lussick or... Um, who else would it be available? It's a bit cheaper, mate. Yeah, Danny Levi, potentially, if he gets that starting spot over at the Raiders. Uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. So, um, the, the, are you concerned, though, with Phoenix Crosland uh, showing up to drink some of that milkshake? Because he did play hooker very well last year, and he's been signed on for that Kurtman utility basis. It's a great it's a great question. So, um, that sort of dovetails into uh, Adam Elliott a bit because um, – Adam Elliott's looking sort of that 60-minute role, I think. And mm. he's a 0. 08, um, eight guy in 2022 with the Raiders, but he's 0. 0.8 in 2023 with the Knights. So his PPM dropped um, 10% or so, which isn't great. But his minutes should be up from the previous year. So Adam Elliott could really, you know, have a um, 50-ish sort of average if his PPM reverts back up to that 0. 0.88. Now... Elliot, Braley, Crosland, they're all sort of connected, Stu. So um, with Crosland coming on, do you think he'll pinch minutes in that 13 role or um, you sort of think he might pinch minutes in that 9 role or a bit of both? What sort of uh, projection have you got there? Look, it's hard to tell because of the reason why Jaden Braley was out last year. It's not a developmental thing. Jaden Braley was just out with that ACL. So he did it early in the season, which is fortunately for us as far as Braley will be close to will be sort of 10 to 11 months in by the time that he returns to full gameplay. But I think that he will probably pinch, I'm going to say, maybe 10 minutes from Braley. Now, Braley is the club captain, so I'm not saying they'll pinch huge minutes, but it certainly might be 10. And then probably the rest from Elliott's and just play that sort of utility role. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, you know, assuming Braley is in that 70-ish minute role, I still think he can provide some good value. Maybe not mid-50s, maybe around 50s. So, he's still getting around 10 points of value, I think. Excellent. Um, around that, um, I'm not saying he's an absolute boom, um, but he's definitely definitely a really solid option. I wouldn't um, be disappointed to see him in uh, some people's teams. I think he's a really solid option out there. Oh, for sure. Um, he's certainly someone so, I've been thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, now, in terms of Adam Elliott, just to finish him off, um, mate, I know he's married and he settled down, but you can't estimate his his historical flog, flog factor here. Oh, I tell so, you. <laughs> so, you know, we all know the stories. I'm not really interested. Um, but if he gets his 60-minute role that he's sort of projected to get, he's going to be really hard to leave out at 576K. Um, you know, we've got a few other options in that range as well. Um, which makes it pretty tricky. So, um, you know, Curran, Totola, you know, similar sort of price, even a bit cheaper than um, Adam Elliott. But Adam Elliott, if he can get those minutes, will just be an absolute peach of a buy, don't you think? Yeah, he certainly is. Um, look, I'm Mate, you're the, you're the, the Adam Elliott guy, aren't you? Uh, not last year, mainly due to the fact that he had that um, groin issue, so which he just never really fully recovered from during the year. So it's one of those ones where I just hope during the off-season they've really managed to settle that down, fix whatever's going on in there that's causing that instability. That would also explain the uh, drop in PPM as well. So if they've done that and he comes out looking really fit and firing, then and look, he did that boxing match, which shows that you know they wouldn't put him out there if he was seriously injured. So for me, I think Adam Elliott is a guy that you certainly can look at to buy. It's just around that value price point there for you. Like- like, is he in your squad at the moment? No, I I just think he's a little touch expensive at the moment. Um, I like to toller for, you know, 90K less, I suppose, and Curran for 70K less. Um, but I haven't done deep dives on them. You know, for, uh, Raymond for Taylor Mariners as well, a really good option at 426K. So um, maybe a bit more value elsewhere, but I don't think you're going to go wrong with Elliot necessarily. No, that's it. And look, because of their schedule and the fact that he will probably pay big minutes in the middle, uh, I certainly do do appreciate that. It'll probably also determine whether on their bench, if they run an outside back, I'm on Elliot. I'll be a little yep. bit more hesitant if they run with Phoenix Crosland and then three props. And he should get some nice uh, minutes, especially over origin period with definitely one of or two of the Saifidi brothers getting a run. Tyson Brazil might get a look in as well. So... There's definitely minutes for him, uh, particularly through our origin period there. So, definitely a good option potentially. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so on to uh, Dane Gagai, I think. Bloody expensive, mate. 749K with a 54 break even. Now, who wants to buy a 33-year-old gun centre um, who only scored three tries last year? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to talk anyone into Dane Gagai, um, even though there is potential upside there because – well, Spending yeah. that much in the in the centre position just absolutely wrecks your cap, doesn't it? Well, and it's just one of those ones where look, he he killed it last year, and he killed it by a lot. The only guy who came close to him was uh, Targo, and that was with like players out for the Panthers, where he really tried to step up. So everyone else just he blew everyone else away. The issue is, of course, is that if he has a couple of bad games to start with, you just see your cash slipping away. Like I. I I couldn't dream of Dan Gagai ending up on 750k last year, right? But you can certainly see him sliding from there, can't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, really, really worrying uh, for sure. Like, so, um, yeah, th- it's, yeah there's not much upwards mobility there. He didn't have many bad games, but when he did, they were against tough teams. So the games where he did badly last year, uh, Panthers round 7, he scored a 27. Sharks round 12, he scored a 24. Seagulls round 13, he still did a 40, which is pretty good for a senior. He'll take that every day of the week, right? Yeah, uh, and then round seventeen gets the Panthers again. Uh, got a thirty-one. So those were his Goal. only scores below forty, except for round three versus the Dolphins. So he did do pretty mm. well. 
Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Definitely a final team sort of guy, I think, though. Um, yeah. Definitely round one bust, I think. Yep. Now, his centre partner, uh, Bradman Best, 589k, a 23-year-old gun centre, he had his healthiest season last year because he played 23 games. Now, opposite to Dane Gagai, he had a 60% try scoring rate, mate, and only but only 2.4 tackle busts. So as a sort of ball-running centre, um, he really should be, you know, he could up that to around four, four and a half, I was sort of expecting. So theoretically, he could um, have a little bit of upwards mobility. Um, but once again, same sort of argument. You shouldn't really be spending that much as a centre. Um, he's going to play Origin potentially as well, so he's not necessarily someone I would look at round one. Probably a bit of a bust there. Now, really interesting one here, mate. Jack Cogger, 620K, 45 break-even, uh, premiership hero. Hey, I've got an eye on him. So he's not a round one pickup, so he's a bust for round one. But, okay, but. 55.4 average in five games when he's a dominant half playing halfback. Now, this is important because Jackson Hastings will go down at some point this year. Mm. Jackson Hastings can't stay healthy no matter where he's playing middle or in the half. He just can't stay healthy. And I think Jack Cogger might be um, an absolute bargain buy when he drops a bit of uh, cash. The reason why he's going to drop cash, mate, he averages 38.5 when he played 5-8 with Nathan Cleary. Cleary plays a similar sort of game to Hastings, really on the ball, does most of the uh, general kicking. Um, now, I can sort of see Hast- uh, Cogger losing maybe 100k or so, um, maybe 120k, so it'll be around 500 or so for when Hastings goes down. And then after that, I think he's going to make 250, 300k at 800k sort of halfback once he um, it becomes a dominant half. So it's just one to you know chuck a star on, but he's absolute bust for round one. Okay, excellent. Yep, uh, avoid. Now the last one that I have, mate, Dylan Lucas, 558k, 41 break even. Now as I mentioned, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, he's gone out to pasture where he belongs. Okay, he shouldn't have been playing last year, but he's left a vacant 80 minute role. On- <laughs> See am I? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lucas is a beneficiary. So last year he played five games on the edge for a really solid 47.5 average. He's got pedigree in the reserves, mate, 55 um, uh, average per game in nine games. Now, I, I do have to uh, let this slip. He scored two doubles and one hat-trick in uh, <laughs> sorry, three of those nine games. He scored seven tries in just those three games. Oh, mate, I, uh, I just got to stop you there. Like, I'm not sure that you can count a 55 average if you scored, if you went, like, ballistic. Like, this is... What are you? An idiot. <laughs> like, just, just <laughs> you can't count that average. It's, it sounds like he's closer to a 40 average, right? He mate, just happened to go but, ballistic. But, but he's got a base of around 40. So, you know, okay. if he's able to score that many tries, he's definitely got attacking upside. Um, and from a Knights teammate, back end of the year, they would just attack, 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 attack. So I really think is uh, a solid edge by round one if you like those mid-rangers. As we mentioned, Shaw Lane's there. There are other options in that mid-range. Schuster, uh, RFM potentially haven't done the deep dive there yet or really understand his role. Josh Curran's at DPP at 500K should be a solid option, but... Dylan Lucas should really focus uh, factor into your calculations. He's on my bench at the moment. Um, oh, I, I like too many of the edges this year so far. Um, I might have to shuffle them around um, with a bit more uh, thinking and deep dives. And depends whether I can be persuaded out of him, I suppose, for a better well, option. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, we've spoken about this a little bit at uh, various other places, but the hardest part is, is that there is a lot of good edges out there. So you like you might get Angus Crichton back. 
if he's back, or Sia Wong at the Roosters, yep. uh, Sean Lane. Yep. Uh, there's a whole bunch of guys we might get. Uh, who did we talk about last podcast? Uh, Zach Hosking. So yes, yes, yes. That would be oh my god, that'd be like Christmas. <laughs> it would be. But then again, I'm having a look at Dylan Lucas's stats here, right? Because he did start five games last year. Yep. So his worst score was his first one against the Broncos, but I'm pretty sure they got pumped by the Broncos in that game. Uh, late. So ignoring that, looking onwards around 16, 70, good games, great baseline in tackles, like averaging 42 tackles a game, 1.8 tackle breaks, three missed tackles a game, which, you know, uh, six of them were against the Broncos. So you take that down, you'll gain a little bit there. None of this looks particularly unsustainable. There's like one try over those five games, but. Yep, which, which sort of dovetails into his other games in reserve grade. You know, he can score. You know, he can get a line break try combo. It's it's definitely in his game. That's it. And I'm having a look here. Uh, there's there's no other massive outliers there. Sort of one offload to hand. Uh, yeah, I'm across all of his games. So, look, I certainly believe that he's got talent. Uh, the other one is, look, if he's starting, you could certainly do worse, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I-, I don't think you're going to go wrong. Pick up Dylan Lucas. Easy. Um, I think seven points uh, minimum in him. I think his base is sort of that high 40s, if I'm honest, and he's priced at 41. So I think he's definitely a really solid option. Yep. Um, I like it. Other than that, so I- I- you know what? I've got a soft boom on him at this stage, a pretty soft boom, not a hard boom, but a, a boom nevertheless. <laughs> not a soft boom. <laughs> uh, uh, fair enough. I, I I can't bring out this one. You just made the list. There we go. <laughs> can't bring it out. All right. Let let me talk about two other guys. They're two okay. English imports. So look, we got Will Price, four hundred k. It's hard to find his full set of stats from Super League because they play things a little bit differently over there. It's all run by Betfred. Uh, but it shows that he's a running six. So he's a uh, played a lot of fullback as well. Real agility. Real moving around. He's the type of guy who you could see him being brought in to replace Ponga if Ponga did go down. But if he does make his way into the halves, uh, he is an absolute boom for me because he just got he's got that um, lateral movement at speed, which is really dangerous, right? What What's the player comparison here? Uh, the player comparison, uh, it's probably close to close to Ponga, essentially Ponga ish, uh, in in terms of that movement. So around the field, uh, well, six foot ninety two kilos. That's pretty decent for a fullback five eight halfback. That's it. Size. It's Jack White esque, but he's but he's got better. Where Jack White is very strong, I would say that he's not quite as strong, but he's very fast. He he can move sideways and keep him some momentum. So you see a lot like of misses. Ezra Mam, Ezra Mam sort of thing. Yes, very much so. Uh, but obviously a little bit in a little bit of a bigger body. Uh, the other guy is our Kai Pierce Paul. So he's one of those guys, unfortunately, he's just priced a little bit out of our price range, um, unfortunately, just due to the way that they brought him over. Uh, obviously, they don't want us getting him too cheaply. So with that and the toe injury, if he if he's starting, I'd still want to really see a lot in the trials to make him worth a pickup for us, right? What, you think he's start over Lucas? Uh, they bought him over on decent money for, for a reason. So I'm just saying that he could. He's at 198 centimeters, 108 kilos. He's 22. Jesus. So he debuted for Wigan at 19, uh, spending four seasons. So uh, with his final game with the grand final injury, six foot five, played for England's 2021 World Cup campaign. Yeah, right. Signed to 2025. So I'm not saying he's an absolute stud, but I'm just saying that he's got the he's got some credentials there, including playing 
in and as we've seen uh when the guys have come over to australia the top super league sides aren't that bad they're actually pretty no good. yeah yeah for sure for sure um i think that's just about it for all the guys that we want to chat about here is there anyone that we want to talk about for like either we missed or we want to talk about for draft um i mean marzu's always good but you know yeah, um, look, if yeah, solid, not for overall, but the draft is worth looking, I suppose. Yeah. Probably one of the best in fullbacks in the league like it was last year. For sure. Uh, the only thing for me is I probably have Ponga top five or six draft pick option. Oh, for sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah, like I'm thinking once the top two, you know, Cleary and Hines come off the list, you know, as dumb as it sounds, there are a lot of mids out there and the really, really good ones play origin. So unless you... You could pick up like a guy like Mitch Moses, SJ, someone like that. I'd probably be dipping down into a guy like Ponga just due to the fact that the talent drop-off is so much quicker there, like between the top guys and the guys lower down. Yeah, Ponga's only 25. Isn't that crazy? It feels like he's been around forever. Well, I think because he, he started playing so young, he's had the big reps on him early and he's yeah, been on sure. the big money for a long time. Anyway, I, I won't ask how, those checks, mate. I won't ask how much his dad's cashing. <laughs> Andre, he's probably double dipping too. He's probably got the manager's fee as well. All right. Anyway, uh, look, I think once we, once we get into the people's dads, it's probably time to wrap up. So, look, this is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Preseason Podcast for the Newcastle Knights signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.